Excuse me, what is going on here? But first we're going to make a little detour. So absurd, so questionable. Yeah, I guess we're just the weirdos. Expect the detour. want to understate the importance of this episode this is episode 24 and each of our episodes are one hour in length mm -hmm. that means theoretically you could hit play on our episodes at 12 o'clock one night and then they'll be with us at 12 o'clock the next yeah. night 24 hours straight of just questionable detour with this podcast i think that's what our folks have been waiting for yeah they actually made a tv show about that Jack Bauer. Um, 24. 20. That's right. <laughs> you got 24 of them. Very similar. If yeah. people knew how many <laughs> terrorists we fought off before walking into this studio room, mm -hmm. no. they would be impressed. They'd, they'd be like, holy cow, these guys know all kinds of different martial arts. They would also be impressed at how patriotic we are. <laughs> they might say, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> they would also be impressed how many terrorists attacked this, mm -hmm. <laughs> this one room. Yeah, yeah. We're single-handedly holding off World War Three, And I think that's important that everybody... Everybody knows that. And Sorry. that's because you've been sending out emails to terrorist groups stating that you have a lot of top secret info yeah. about the United States. You always start off the message saying, hey, you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to make sure. Uh, I don't want them to be asleep when they get the message. I mean, with the time you know, time difference, they yeah. could be could be on the other side of the world. They yeah, could be here, exactly. but yeah. we don't know. You never know. We're not assuming. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, you don't want to assume. You just you want to check with them. Hey, are you up? And then send the message. They're like, this is really informal of an email to be getting from the United States government. Is this Jack Bauer? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's a self-reflective question yeah. on his part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he asks the question in the email and also answers the question in the yes. email. Is this Jack Bauer? Yes, this is. <laughs> I have top secret information. <laughs> what do you think 24 hours of questionable detour does to the human psyche? If somebody were theoretically going to hit play at one hour of the day and then the very next day it's still going, what do you think that does? I think we probably wouldn't be worrying as much about cancer. It, it'll be cured by whoever did that. Because they died? No. <laughs> Because they, they have so much knowledge of... They have 24 hours worth of constant knowledge from us. They'll immediately go do something great like cure cancer. Yeah. But yeah, they, I mean, 24 hours of questionable detour. You live in an unprecedented time. Sure, you could have lived in a time when polio vac vaccination was created. You could have been there at the fall of the Roman Empire. You could have seen historical historical situations. But we need to be aware that we're living in a historical moment right now. Mm -hmm. You are blessed to be able to be around when you can listen to 24 hours straight of this stupid podcast. That's right. You're welcome America <laughs> and other countries. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not just limiting this uh, to America. We have international listeners. We quite literally can't. It's uh it's on the inner wide web. Yeah. So which probably should concern us more. <laughs> this is being recorded and broadcasted mm. to the entire flat earth. You know nobody <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is, uh, nobody's tried to stop us yet. No. <laughs> we were waiting for that SWAT team to bust through that door. When, what episode <laughs> is it that you think we get censored on? Man, I thought it was going to be around five with the stuff we put into these microphones. Mm -hmm. The fact that we made it to 24 either says that we're not actually getting it out or the, the United <laughs> States government. They just need more evidence. Yeah. <laughs> The United States government is not good at finding where it's coming from. I like to imagine there's some government room with a big, like a boardroom table, mm -hmm. and it's just a bunch of stressed out government employees with their ties pulled down a little bit, and they're just like racking their brains like, where is it coming from? Where is the broadcast coming from? We it's just playing in the background. <laughs> People are just yelling, get me those numbers, <laughs> you know? The, the general with all his stars on his shoulder comes in, where are we? <laughs> we still haven't found it, sir. And they're trying to like piece together our conversations and they have like one of those boards with the strings to each yeah, conversation yeah. and it's just like crisscrossed all over the place. They're like, none of it makes sense. They're using boards with strings? Yeah, they like map out the conversation, you know, <laughs> from one topic to the other. And Our government has gone low tech for this. Our government is full of old people. Yeah. yeah. Well, they like to keep it. They don't know how to use anything thing newer than string and a cork They're board. like, we could figure it out if we knew how to open a PDF. 
I guess we'll never fight them. <laughs> I like to think they have our uh, mug shots up on that board with like the strings going from one place to the other. Have you ever been arrested? I mean, no, but it's not hard to take a mug shot. <laughs> you just <laughs> so our government who can't use Excel is going into Photoshop and making a mug shot. Of but us. they don't have a picture of us, so it's just like somebody's weird rendition of what we might look like. They've got a, like a, a sketch artist. <laughs> like, <laughs> They'll get like a picture of Evan like leaving a Dunkin' Donuts or something with sunglasses on and (laughs) drinking his hand. (laughs) Kind of like the Unabomber sketch. (laughs) But it's like my whole body and it's fleshed out like that one episode where we talked about how my body was a pyramid. Yeah, (laughs) super weird. They're like, we have one description of him. (laughs) This is all we know. Like, why do these why do these descriptions not line up? No human looks like this. <laughs> Maybe they aren't human, sir. <laughs> and everybody that we talk about that's made up on the show, they like they claim as our associates. Yeah, they're like, we got to look into Steve. They're <laughs> looking for a bunch of ludicrous people <laughs> that will never exist. Because we have something else that happened this week that I think we have to touch on. Uh, technically, Alan happened this week yeah. so many years ago. So do you want to touch on him? I do want to touch on him. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Would you like to tell everybody what was, what was so special about Alan? Alan this week? Well, one day this week, in the background of whatever room we were in, our, our each respective homes, this magic moment started playing. Um, and at that point, we knew Alan's birthday is afoot. Mm. And so we had to celebrate accordingly. Um, and I know when it was my birthday, we asked, what did I do? Yeah. So I think it's only appropriate, Alan, um, for your birthday. What happened? What'd you do? How'd you celebrate? How did you celebrate your birthday? Thank you for asking. I woke up and just chugged two full gallons of 2% milk. <laughs> Healthy boy. <laughs> strong bones. Strong they say bones. They osteoporosis say milk does, milk does not the body good. <laughs> not only are you puking because of the amount of just dairy, but also just the fact that you're lactose intolerant. Well, we buy lactate. Okay. It's easier on the yeah, easier yeah. on the, the body. And if I can bring this up again, um, last time we talked about lactose intolerance, we call that a dairy error. That's right. Dairy error. That's right. I think that was a dairy error. Mm-hmm. But looks like it was a calculated dairy. I mean, the milk consumption, that makes it seem like you're only allowed to do it during your birthday. And that's why you overindulge. Yeah, it's kind of like a treat. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get that at the <laughs> store every day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I I just imagine Katie turns the corner to your kitchen and you're there in the light of your refrigerator. It's early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Light. Yeah. Sun hadn't come up light, yet. Yeah, sun, you, sun has not come up. You only do <laughs> these actions in the dark. <laughs> Yeah, that that light of the refrigerator is illuminating you as the milk run down your chest because <laughs> you're not getting it all in your mouth. No, no, it's definitely it's definitely <laughs> yeah. missing. And you got your wife beater on. It's just <laughs> soaking into your wife beater. Hey, that that's more clothes than I what I imagined you'd wearing. I just I thought you were wearing some crisp whitey tidies, and that it's was about it. Just a wife beater. <laughs> <laughs> you're that going, lucky, Katie. <laughs> you're going full dangle. You go full dangle. Going full Winnie the Pooh that's is what the OG. I call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was gonna say that's the OJ special, but yeah. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh's right too. Oh man, man, yeah, Katie, your wife is it's a bla- is a blessed person. Yeah, very, I don't I don't know if she blessed. realizes it, but um, <laughs> what a way to celebrate. Yeah, yeah, what a way to celebrate. Anything else happened that day, or yeah. you just <laughs> just the two? I think you're out for the count at that point. Two <laughs> percent put you under. What I do when I, I on my birthday, um, I walk around and kind of go up to people and I just kind of look at them and nod and smile. <laughs> ask like them they how, should know. Ask yeah, them how like their day's know. been going. Anything, anything special? <laughs> special happening? It's my birthday. <laughs> you just whisper it. <laughs> <laughs> they can smell the milk on your breath. <laughs> Ugh. Was it fresh milk or is it rotten? Oh. That make, they're smelling it. Either way, they can smell it. That's, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> a whole gallon oh. of that stuff, man, you're going to smell it. I think a gallon of anything gives you <laughs> gives off a scent. Yeah. Smell the puke. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I kind of kind of force people to wish me happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, obviously, really put them in an awkward situation, corner them. Yeah, but yeah, guess yeah, what day yeah. it is? Oh man. Well, all right, you know. There, that, that's how you celebrate a birthday. That's drink a ton of milk, puke everywhere, force people to wish you happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, there you go, birthdays. And listen, anybody wants the government? Don't don't tell don't tell the government where we are. Let's keep this hidden. 
I feel like we're, you know, as long as it's hidden, we feel special. We feel like we're, we have a goal, you know? But um, let's do some hypotheticals. Dave, can I pose a somewhat abstract, purely hypothetical question? I guess I, I want to apologize for asking a hypothetical question. Well, that's a hypothetical question. All right, so... We just got an email here on our wonderful, wonderful Windows computer. It just popped up. The computer's just, just a humming away as right, we got this right email when we, come Right in. when dial-up connected, too. It, yeah, yeah. I, mean, you, you, I don't know if you can hear the dial-up in the background. I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to when this, when this airs. But uh, it says, hola, questionable detour, guys. <laughs> That's fancy. Does he know our name? I mean, international listener, possibly? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He, he says, I would like you to know that I am emailing you from an elevator. My question is, how do you guys handle awkwardly being in an elevator? Because that just sucks. It's so awkward. Love the pod, though. James P. I assume that's his last name and not the current action he's taking. <laughs> I sure hope not. <laughs> well, first of all, James, we're more than just this podcast. So I don't know if you, I'm Zach. This is Alan. This is Evan. You, we're just not the questionable detour guys. Like, I, don't, I feel like you should know our names. If I don't you know, this listen. is kind of where my existence stops. Yeah, so this is your yeah, um, yeah. It's all I got to live for at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Thanks, James. Um, Keeping you from the noose, really. <laughs> <laughs> this this keeps our names out of it too, to keep the government, you know. Yeah. Uh, keep well, the, keep them off <laughs> out of our business. Um, but all right, James. I assume you're on an elevator with a another group of strangers which can be awkward so i'm glad you wrote in and asked us you know what do we do how long was that elevator ride he had the time to open up email and type that out <laughs> not it, it wasn't very well typed <laughs> it never is it never is with our listeners. Say, this one's better than usual though. there's periods <laughs> i think i think he just had one typo in that one but most of the time you got to do a lot of uh It's like somebody they take their phone, open Gmail, and just toss it down a staircase. <laughs> There's periods and complete sentences, so that's yeah. really that's the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can forgive that James doesn't know our name. <laughs> but um, what do we do? What do y'all do when you're in an elevator packed with a bunch of strangers, or maybe one stranger? Which is more awkward? What's more awkward on an elevator? Maybe there's like five strangers, or there's just one other stranger other than yourself. I think it's more awkward if it's just one person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so okay. too. Usually, because then it's like, yeah, what it's up want? to you. Yeah. You know. <laughs> It's yeah. on your shoulders. Yeah. yeah. You feel like you have to entertain them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really do. I don't want other people to be like inconvenienced. Yeah. So, so okay. let's uh, let's do that then. Let's assume James, he didn't tell us. Let's assume James was on an elevator with just one other person and he was fighting the awkwardness with writing an email. What do y'all do when you're on an elevator with one other person? Well, with one other person, I feel like it's important. Like I said, I don't want to inconvenience people and I want people to feel safe, secure and all that. So I think it's important to really get as close to them as you can. <laughs> Um, so they feel comforted. Uh, they don't feel like there's this open space, you know, in the elevator that they have to explore. Mm-hmm. So really just get as close to them. Maybe back them into a corner if you, if you have to. Elevators are full of corners. Yeah, there's four of them. So <laughs> keep them in one. You got four choices. It's a 25% shot, whichever one you want. Preferably the one away from the buttons, though. That's just because you don't want them accidentally hitting buttons when you press. Gives them, them too the much control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't want them to think that they have to think for themselves. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen when you back someone into a corner. But it's important that you do back somebody into a corner. What do you do when you back them into the corner? Like, let's say you you hit one of the corners, mm-hmm. stellar accuracy. You back them in. What what happens yeah. next? So it's kind of like a border collie herding mm-hmm. sheep. Yeah, you go. Around one corner, and then you have somebody comes comes in over the intercom, and they go, "Whoa, left, left, left!" And then you go <laughs> around to the left, and they see them kind of starting to shoot right. They're like, "Come by, come by!" And then you go around to the right. When you're you like, right, yeah. <sighs> is there a third person in this elevator that has you on a leash? Yeah, is it an Irish person? It, you make it. I, wearing a turtleneck. You did <laughs> like one of those like flat golf hats. Yeah, no, no, no. They're not in the elevator. They're just watching on the camera and they come over the intercom. Oh, okay, you know, like, they're watching from the uh, the the fire station. You know where they have the right. Phone. Okay, yeah. So, so you just have station. you just have an Irishman that you work with. And yeah, he's wearing a wool turtleneck. Yeah, at, at a local fire station. Um, he's tapped into the cameras. Does on he work elevator. there? No, no, no. He he's a hobbyist. <laughs> I feel like for an if you had an Irish accent, you probably walk into anywhere. Like yeah, it's so trustworthy. There's yeah. no way an Irishman is doing anything wrong. Yeah, in some traditional red hair. Yeah, like who's gonna stop you? Yeah, yeah nobody. Got some freckles and red hair. Yeah, a little Irish accent. Who's gonna look at you weird? Nobody. <laughs> 
not a single person. When you start now, when you start giving direction to another grown man yeah. in an elevator to corner another grown <laughs> human being, you might get some weird looks. That'll but. raise some eyebrows. Yeah. Um, but like a true Irishman, he pushes through pushes on and he herds those sheep so by sheep you mean human and yep. now this seems like it takes a lot of training do you do training with this irishman uh, outside of this or is it just kind of a yeah we have a mock elevator at a was it just a box yeah it's a cardboard box <laughs> it's in a location i won't disclose but is it at your house <laughs> yeah i won't disclose the room it, back it, there had a closed door yeah, yeah. that's what's back there isn't it it doesn't take me long to get there it just has but i won't disclose where it is pieces of paper round pieces of paper taped up next to the door and i got before we get into this, we like to put a we like to put a name with a description. What's what's this guy's what's, name? What is, this, I this need to ask that. Irishman name. Jameson. 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 That's a good one. Tracks. Is that his first name, last name. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know his name, Jameson. You just been calling him that. <laughs> I don't know. I saw him drinking the whiskey one time. And just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's it. And now, do you have a lot of montages when you're doing these trainings? Yeah, um, it's a lot of 70s punch dance music in yeah, the back. absolutely. Um, and I, of course, have montages of me backing the test dummies um, that we use in practice, which are, of course, live humans. But we don't want to have to, you know, wrangle adults because you don't know how they're going to react to mm. it. So Now, are you on all fours when you wrangle these people? I try not to be. Oh, but if the situation does present itself where I need to be on all fours, um, say they make a quick dash to the right and I need to be on all fours to aggressively get base, base of, of support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then I'll, I'll, I'll get on all fours if I have to. So if you're on all fours and I'm the guy you're backing into a corner, if I say sit, will you instinctively sit? What if he does it in an Irish accent? Does that confuse you? Yeah, that's where it gets me. If it's in an Irish mm. accent, I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I thought there's only one Irishman that exists. <laughs> it didn't come from the intercom. What's the end goal? The end goal. To like you keep back the person into- in the elevator as comfortable as possible. Got you. Okay, so it's just for their comfort. I I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So once the elevator door is open, they're free to go. Oh yeah, I'm on all twos and just <laughs> all twos. Yeah, that classic thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on all twos, and you know we both walk out and go our separate ways. Just kind of get off like normal. Yeah, just walk out and say, oh, "Have a good day. Have a good day." <laughs> and just keep going. All bipedal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. the silly human I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. I, you need to bring Jameson around. I need to, we need an Irish presence around here. Will, that, will you be okay? Will he make you do like tricks? Will he, will he help you turn tricks? <laughs> <laughs> Is Jameson your pimp? <laughs> <laughs> we can try it out. Yeah, okay. see, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's very good. That's very good. The old border collie in the elevator. <laughs> All right, Alan. Classic. Classic. Classic Classic. tactic. (laughs) James, there you go, man. I don't know. Do we even need any more advice? (laughs) I wonder if, if, is James still in this elevator? (laughs) Did he, is he holding out until we, until we get him the information? He's he's hit that stop elevator button. He's like, this, we're waiting until next Monday. (laughs) We're not waiting. Yes. We got, I got to figure out what I need to do here. All right, Alan, what do you, what do you do when you're stuck on an elevator with at least one other person? Well, it's funny that you said what you just said about keeping them on the elevator because that's that's what I go to instantly. I lead a very dull life without a lot of social interaction. So anytime I can get somebody, for lack of a better word, trapped in a small space with me, I want to keep them there for as long as possible. So I'm doing whatever I can. I'm acting like I accidentally press the wrong button every time. <laughs> sort of. Then I'll once once that gets old, I'll pretend to fall onto the button, yeah. uh, and then I'll press the wrong one. You just got to get creative, you know. You, you're like, what floor are you going to? And they're like, give me six. And you're like, eight. All right, seven. <laughs> They're like, no, no, I said six. You're like, eight? Six plus what? <laughs> plus one? Okay. What do you do if they try to press the button? Uh, just slap the hand out of the way. No, yeah, boring. absolutely. If they're boring, we're not boring people. We can carry a conversation. Sure. But they're boring. Do you get on the emergency phone that's in there and start talking to the fire department? Yeah, what I do is I I, I need the fire department to be my friends, too. <laughs> no, obviously. Um, so I, I give them a call. I say, hey, 911. <laughs> what up? <laughs> And this is all to make the other person jealous on the elevator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I want him to be like, you know, he does have another friend. <laughs> he knows well, one other person. Why? Why isn't he talking to me in that casual, cool manner? <laughs> he can't be that weird. He knows someone else. <laughs> he knows yeah, he just knows somebody else. Well, weird people only know one person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... 
back on the elevator, what what are the normal topics of conversation that you might bring up when you have that one stranger on the elevator? I like to ask them where they get their shoes from. Yeah, obviously. I notice uh, I notice a, a good pair of loafers. I want to know where those things came from. Do you try to take them off their feet despite their fight? Well, what I do, I size them up and I'm like, oh, I think those shoes might fit me. Even if they, <laughs> even if they're like a little bit too small. So I just, I go in real casual, like, cause me and me and this person are friends now. Yeah. Or at absolutely. least I'm trying, you know, Hey man, let me, let me, let me grab a loaf. So I kind of get down on one knee. You say that to the other person? I say, let me, let me grab a loaf. <laughs> get down on one knee and I just start, I just grab him by the ankle and just pull that shoe right off. <laughs> Because if you look confident doing anything, you'll get away with Absolutely. it. Absolutely, it's a good, it's a good advice. And so I just, I just try on their, try on their loafer. If I like it, I, I, I give it, give it a once over around the elevator. You know, walk around, <laughs> see how it, see how it sort of feels. Um, They're, you're like, excuse me, excuse me, trying to get past them as you walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of room to navigate in there. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have someone else kind of and pushed then, up against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not standing in the middle. No. no. <laughs> And then I get to looking at it, and I'm like, hey, well, that's a nice belt. Oh, okay. Care Continuous. if I take that belt? And they just give it to me, and I just pretend to do my my whipping around the, <laughs> around try, the elevator. You try to pop the belt? Yeah, I Is do. Is that like, to impress them? I, I tell them, I'm like, look, I know they said there's not going to be another Indiana Jones movie, but I'm going to audition, and I'm trying to get my whip, uh, <laughs> my whip hand ready. <laughs> And so I just start whipping around the elevator. Th- th- let me ask you this: that part of your, that part of the situation, that part of your elevator maneuver, does that happen with everybody, or does it just happen with white people? I don't whip them. <laughs> I, I, I think just kind of whipping around them. It's just would, whipping in the area. Yeah, in, you know, I mean, it, the elevator's not not very big, but I you I tag them a couple times. <laughs> there's a straight. There's a few stray hits. <laughs> You're not perfect. You're still learning. Yeah. Look, my aim's not great. <laughs> if it hits him, it's purely by accident. Mainly what I'm doing is I'm on one side of the elevator and I'm trying to hit the buttons with the, <laughs> with the belt. And then if that doesn't work, I take that penny loafer out and I just start throwing them at the at the controls just trying to trying to just keep us on the elevator basically. Yeah. Yeah. This is the stop at the belt. Do you try on their clothes? No, are you I trying try on their? I'm not a freak. Okay, okay. Gosh, didn't know how far this mugging went. Yeah, you know? this is not. This is not a mugging. This is. <laughs> this is not what that is. This is one man trying to befriend another person in a confined space. I don't. I don't know what's so weird about that. Yeah, this is not, it's nothing I mean, weird. I'd, it's fine when you put it that way. Yeah, when but you whenever you factor way. in the taking off their clothes, taking their clothes. Yeah. I, whoa, whoa. Against <laughs> half of their will. We're taking off their shoes and their belt. Those are accessories at best. <laughs> That's not clothing. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're fine, I guess. <laughs> when you put it I'm like that. I'm not going to fight you on yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that it? What else do you do? Is that it? Like you, you talk about their shoes. Is there another topic of conversation that you like to bring up? Or oh. I think I think probably off after all that, you're probably at the floor you want to go. Though after you hit all those buttons, you're probably stopping at every floor on the way up. Well, you're, you're, you ended up accidentally going back to the bottom again. Yeah, yeah. You know, we just we're just trying to keep it on there as long as possible. <laughs> but I mean, that's good too. I like that. I like trying to befriend them, being aggressive, <laughs> being aggressively friendly, being aggressively friendly, and then shopping for shoes and belts. <laughs> hey, you you get on the elevator not knowing what kind of shoes you like. You get off knowing what you need to buy later. Yeah, yeah. or or you have do you or keep you know the what shoes? not to buy? Yeah, do you keep yeah. the shoes? No, I, I definitely give them back. Okay, to them okay afterwards. Okay. Um, but that's good. There you go, James. Try on other people's accessories, quote unquote. <laughs> Not their clothes. Not though. their clothes. Not their clothes. Don't be weird, James. <laughs> their accessories. Um, my approach for the elevator is a little different. I don't want to be friends. I want to keep the people away from me as much as possible. Y'all are very friendly. Y'all wanted to get close. Y'all are gonna feel each other's breath on the elevator. I don't mm-hmm. want that. Here's what I do: handcuffs. Handcuff the people on the elevator behind their back. Stick them in a the corner. I don't want them around me. I don't want them looking at me. Then stick a finger, start sticking it down their throat, puking all over the elevator, <laughs> all over the other side of the elevator. This will keep them on the other side of the elevator <laughs> and, <laughs> and very afraid of you. Nobody is going to mess with you if you have handcuffed them and then you go to the other side of the elevator and you just start puking. <laughs> what are you, a bulimic cop? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, hold on. 
You said stick your finger down your own throat. Yeah, yeah, my throat. I thought you were sticking it down their throat. And I was like, that's a, be- that, that's a little aggressive. <laughs> well, now that you say that, I, you know, I, I haven't gotten to the rest of my cancer yet. <laughs> you know? Okay. Jeez. But yeah, they, they're going to stay on the other side of the elevator. There's I bet. No, <laughs> I would. <laughs> they're not going to talk to me at all. Right? And you've kind of broken the awkwardness. You don't want to small talk. Small talk is so tedious. You're not going to want to do that. This way, you don't have to small talk with them at all. You'd say, turn around, sir. You handcuff them. You put them in the corner, and you just start hawking it up. Just tossing the cookies, you know? It smells bad, right? Yeah, it's yeah. bad. I mean, that's that's got to be uncomfortable for you in the elevator. <laughs> it does. And that I've been back on elevators that I have tried this tactic out and it still smells because usually those elevators might have like a carpeting yeah, in them uh-huh. and they just it lingers that Oof. janitor is tossing that little that <laughs> the powder, powder yeah is. the powder yeah. soaking powder yeah that doesn't get the smell out no yeah, it, does, it does not <laughs> but you know and then you're on the elevator and you've you're not going to make friends with that person now right like after those two things well, the the bridge has been burnt <laughs> Right? I would say so. Yeah. Most people, yes. For most people, yeah. But I, I still want friends, so what I do is I go up to the access panel right above your head, and I let in all the cats that I've had up there for like the past couple weeks. Oh. Storing cats up there? <laughs> this is very premeditated. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot. Yeah, there's cats up there. I, I kind of premeditated. I realized the elevators that I'm going to be on, and I just kind of have cats up there. And then, you know, when I'm on the elevator and I've burnt the bridge of friendship with this other person, I just start letting cats on there. There's probably 12. 12 cats. And so now this person is having to deal with throw up, the smell, and 12 very hungry cats that have not had any interaction with the humans and have not been fed in weeks. They just start lapping up the vomit? Well, they are attacking the person. Yeah, there are lots of scratches on the legs. So you just got loose cats up there? Yeah, loose cats, yeah. The elevator rides sound like a chore for you. I take the stairs a lot. (laughs) You plan out elevator rides more than most people plan vacations. (laughs) (laughs) But you say that, it doesn't take a lot of planning. The throwing up is easy. I have handcuffs. Like It's not an issue. The cats I'm thinking are the about only... the logistics of getting those cats The logistics of the cats are, it's kind of difficult, but really, it's not that hard. You just collect cats. You go in the building at night, just access one of the elevator doors, and just start tossing them down the elevator shaft. How do you they know land the cats on their feet. are still going to be there when you they, come there's, back? There's a lot of times that I open the hatch from above and just dead cats fall. Uh-huh. It's just kind of the cat bodies. Or no cats at all? There's always cats up there. I don't know if the cats can move. I don't know a lot about elevator shafts, but I don't know. I don't think cats can escape an elevator shaft. I, well, I'm sure they could try. They can try. There has been a couple times where that's happened, and it is a it is a mystery. It goes on to the X Files. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea how those cats. No idea how it happened. Disappeared. So weird. Like it's I really open weird. up that hatch right above me, and the X Files theme song starts playing. Mm-hmm. I'm confused. The person behind me is confused because they're like, "Why is he? Why is he confused that he just opened up the access panel?" And where is this music coming yeah. from? <laughs> it's the Irish guy that Evan has. He, he's also he's, he's also helping it. me out. He's also your guy, okay. but he's just whistling the X Files because you know Irish people are good <laughs> yeah, whistlers. Obviously, I think that's that, a that's, that's a cliche a that I'm coming stereotype. up with. <laughs> yeah, you can you can you can imagine that when the elevator finally gets to its final destination the person gets off pretty quick i they keep the handcuffs i i usually don't even take the handcuffs back i was gonna ask do you uncuff them or you just no they just kind of run sprint out i eat hearty meals before i go on this so they're when i when i eventually unload all over the floor (laughs) oh i should rephrase that Uh, (laughs) yep (laughs) when 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 i eventually vomit all over the floor they're ready to they're they're ready to get off the elevator yeah I can imagine. And do you watch them run out of the elevator? Have you ever seen somebody run with their hands behind their back? It's not graceful. It's not <laughs> graceful. And they slip all over the vomit. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's gross. You've ever been in an elevator and done your whole thing and you're just projectile vomiting everywhere. And <laughs> the other guy in there just goes, eggs. All right. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Breakfast for dinner? <laughs> Oh, no, there hasn't been any positive okay. responses to this. Usually it's them puking from my puke. People don't handle puke well. Mm-hmm. No. So they're no. puking. I'm puking. It's by the time the elevator doors open on that fi- the floor that gets to, it's just kind of like an overflow of just <laughs> vomit. Do you set a perimeter off of with it. your vomit? Do I set it like I walk? <laughs> Like a walk around, like I'm an orkin man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spraying for bugs. <laughs> like you missed that corner. The perimeter. <laughs> you like get done with it, and you're like, oh, I missed a corner. Um, 
and then you just like vomit into the corner. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm very thorough. Between my vomit and the person's vomit, and all the cats, they're vomiting, all the hairballs. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it covers the surface area that is that elevator. I gotta say, this elevator ride with you sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It does. Hey, listen, and that's how I designed it. Because again, I don't want the small talk. I will do anything to get out of the small talk, and I have found the perfect way to get out of it. So, James. 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 There buddy. you go, man. Bill, if we can call you that. <laughs> it's James P, man. <laughs> James P. James P. Puke all over an elevator, dude. Yeah. You won't have anybody messing with you. The You will cut the awkwardness right out of it. The easy answer. And the answer that regular people, unwise people, will give you is just put headphones in. <laughs> That's not right. Well, we're not taking the easy way out here, James. Don't take the easy way out. Don't try to avoid eye contact. Face That's, it head Anybody on. can do that. Look them straight in the face. Don't break eye contact. Back them into a corner. Comfort them. Or vomit all over the place after you handcuffed them. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, try their accessories on. <laughs> Does that make you happy, James? Is this what you wanted? <laughs> You have brought this into the world. If if anything, it's your fault, James. I agree. <laughs> we can't be held liable for the things we say. Um, but there you go, James. That's what we do on elevators. Now, this isn't necessarily our advice segment, so you don't necessarily have to do these. I mean, you can put in headphones and ignore the people. That's the easy way out. Anything worth doing is probably... Not easy to do. Uh, Wiseman once said. As we know, the only difference between the advice and the hypothetical sections is the hypotheticals you don't have to do, the advice you're required by law yeah. to do. <laughs> so. If you ask for advice, you quite you literally have to, have to do it. Yeah, you have to do it. That's true. But all right. But there you go, James. So, Evan, what's our, uh, what's our next segment over there, buddy? All right. The next segment we got cooked up for you folks is what do they say? So we'll hop into that real quick. Wait, wait. What do they say? What do they say? Wait, wait, wait. What, 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 what do they say? We need to figure it out fast. All right, so today on What Do They Say? We got What Do British People Say? If you haven't heard this segment before, I'll give Alan and Zach a word or a phrase, and they will respond with what they think the British person would say or call this in that situation so we'll go ahead and kick it off here boys are you ready and shout out to our british listeners we have a few hey guys let us know if you like this segment <laughs> yeah let, <laughs> let us know what you think after we get done with what we're about to say yeah. we might the uk just may go silent yeah it'll go, it'll go dark on that listener map <laughs> we've come at them hot and heavy in the past yeah. especially around july 4th um <laughs> a lot of hate mail towards them well, think, we're trying to connect really with them. Yeah. Trying to meet them where they are. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So first one, boys, what do you think British people call a jacket like we call it in America? They probably call it like a heat coat. Not the bad. heat coat. It's not bad. Well, grab my heat coat from the Chestershire. <laughs> from Wellington on Main. <laughs> I'd say they'd probably call it like a... The outer cloak. The outer cloak. Because <laughs> they are all wizards. If you <laughs> they, they are. <laughs> they actually Bring call it a jumper. My outer cloak. They call it a jumper. <laughs> a jumper, yeah. All right, what call. do you all think they call the restroom? The restroom. The, the pee-pee station. <laughs> the, the, I need to go use the pee-pee station. <laughs> you think they only need to go number one in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Not really sure. <laughs> Find the pee pee poo poo station, Evan. <laughs> I need to go use the pee pee poo poo station. Surely they're just calling it the the washroom, right? It's actually the loo. The loo. The loo. loo. Got to use the loo. You think that's offensive to people named Lou? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Lou just feels so used. <laughs> All right. What about the subway? I actually know this one. Not it the is, not the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they may one. call the restaurant this too, but it might be a little bit more. As much as like making up British terms, it's the tube. It is. They call the it the tube. tube. Yeah, tube. I actually but, do know that one. All right, so those are some commonly known ones. We'll venture off into a couple that maybe are less common to us Americans. To right. Us Americans. Let's let's teach let's teach some Americans some English. All right, boys. What do you think British people call a bed? The sleepy bye bye square. <laughs> It's time. It is nine o'clock. It's time to go to the sleepy bye-bye square. The old feather bag. <laughs> the old feather bag. 
The old feather bag's good. It's been a long morning. I need to go hit the old feather bag. <laughs> Cornelius, I'm going down. <laughs> I'm going down for my nap on the old feather bag. The tea has just put me down. <laughs> um, I don't know what it's called, but that is, I'll go with feather down. I'll give that one to Alan. <laughs> okay. Wow, man, I didn't realize it's such a competition. I'm gonna have to try harder. <laughs> At this point we're not we're not guessing what's right. It's it's guessing what Evan like what yeah. thinks oh, British yeah. people this would be, think is funny. This is just, <laughs> just Evan's vision of what British people are. <laughs> so we've got bed as the feather bag, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. The feather yeah, bag. That's yeah. close yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh what do you think they call a book? The little squiggles. Have you read the newspaper with all the little squiggles? I think they also call it a uh, ye old text. <laughs> Anything? Any any words? The ye old text. The ye old text. I think they call every book the good book. The good That's, book. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What do you think they call a birthday card or like a greeting card? The birth pamphlet. Here is your birth pamphlet with your butter. I don't know what they give for birthdays. Butter seems like a very British thing to give each other. Here's your birth pamphlet with your ascot. <laughs> it was a greeting card. They'd get. They'd say, uh, "The old, how do you do?" <laughs> they don't specify it's a card. They just call it the old, the old how, how do, do you do. do. <laughs> the old, how do you do in little squigglies? <laughs> what do you think they call a spoon? Spoon. The rounded fork. You can't eat soup with a fork. You need the rounded fork. I'd say they. They'd call it the old Jimmy's shovel. <laughs> 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 um okay what do you think they call what do you think they call a sword they call it the old colonizer <laughs> that's kind of what i was gonna say is that what you're gonna say the old the, colonizer the hand of imperialism <laughs> <laughs> that's good what do you think they call a sidewalk the foot around <laughs> don't stand on the carway stand on the foot around <laughs> Little Walkington. <laughs> the Foot Street. The Foot Street. What do you think they call it? Clock. The old TikTokaroo. It is nine a. It says nine a.m. on the old TikTokaroo. That's why they call your heart the old ticker. They call it uh, the little bin. <laughs> to them, a clock is just a bin. <laughs> Yeah, to them, Big Ben isn't even a thing. That's just the Big Ben. It's just, it's just Big Ben. It's just what do you think they call a watch? The mobile bin. <laughs> the bin on the, your wrist. The mobile bin. What do you think British people call an outlet? Electrical outlet. An electrical outlet. The zappy holes. <laughs> Go ahead and plug it into the zappy holes. The confounded electricity is working today. They probably call it Her Majesty's Power. <laughs> <laughs> By God's great earth and the ma- the majesty's power. Go and plug that thing into her majesty's power. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think they call it whenever they have a big failure or like an epic mess up? You, you just think? failed. Yeah, like a failure. What do you think British people call that? I think they call that a Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> They probably call it an oopsie doopsie. Oopsie doopsie lemon poopsie. I messed up. <laughs> they actually call it a, a cock up. A cock up. Uh, well. <laughs> well. That's yeah. lowbrow even for us. <laughs> Come on, Brits. Be better. <laughs> what, do they, what do you think British people call it whenever someone's angry at them or they're shocked at what someone said? By the beard. By Odin's beard. <laughs> <laughs> They call it the old ship shockaroo. <laughs> they say, well, I'm just ship shockarooed at this. I think that's better than what they actually say. They Like when, when they found that the United States gained the independence, there's a lot of ship shockaroos oh, happening out there. King George was like, ah, I'm so ship shockarooed. <laughs> the King George couldn't hold it together. That's an oopsie poopsie. <laughs> Is America doing an oopsie poopsie right now? <laughs> or are they taking a piss? <laughs> All right, how do you think they describe ages? Like something that's been forever. It's taking ages. It's taking forever? Yeah. Or This is taking one Queen Elizabeth's. <laughs> <laughs> She's still that was three Queen Elizabeths ago. 
How many Phillips has it been? It's <laughs> used <laughs> <Chief> monarchs. It's <laughs> good. I like that. I actually use donkey's years. Oh, donkey's ears. We're donkeys. not that far off with the stuff we make up. <laughs> donkey's ears? Years. It's been a donkey's year. Uh, We're not that far off from the stuff we make up. What do you think a polite euphemism for going to the toilet is in British terms? They go, uh, I've got to go do a, the Blitz of Britain. <laughs> So, yeah. It's time to Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> I must. <laughs> um, they actually say, spend a penny. Spend, spend a, a penny. penny. Gosh, we're not that far off. <laughs> I just want to know how you guys think British people greet each other. Whenever, you know, walk into a room with another British person and they go to greet one another. What did they say? Uh, like an upper middle class greeting. Give me that, Zach. Uh, do they just grab them, each other by the waist and give uh, each other a little peck on this forehead? Little one on each cheek yeah. and one on the forehead. <laughs> Who have you colonized today, sir? <laughs> 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 oh, give me a kiss. A big smooch on the lips. And give me old sloppy tongue. <laughs> what? Give me an old sloppy top. (laughs) All I was looking for was, how do you do? (laughs) But that that suffices. Oh, man. We might have missed the mark on that. The sloppy top. I like that. I think that one works better. That was an old old oopsie poo right there. (laughs) What do you think a phrase for very enthusiastic or eager would be? Like they're excited to do something? Yeah. My knees are in my groin. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Joel. My (laughs) knees are in my groin to go play cricket. (laughs) That man, his chimney is quite cheeky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. My chimney is cheeky for the football match today. must sweep out my chimney. <laughs> it is so cheeky. <laughs> um, it's actually as keen as mustard. <laughs> what does that even mean? They're just as cartoonish as we're making them right now. We might not be saying the right answers, but they sound like something British people would actually say. <laughs> They're not real people. <laughs> They're cartoons. <laughs> what do you think they call an overreaction to a small or unimportant incident? Like if someone is blowing up because they stubbed their toe on a dresser or whatever. Yeah, they get mad at yeah. something simple. And they say, no, that person's a blank, blank, blank. Oh, yeah, they say, you're being such a such a Diana. Ah. <laughs> I, 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 like, I like to think I like to think they do downplay it and be like, you're being such a 1776. <laughs> they just down- <laughs> it wasn't that it bad. It wasn't that important. <laughs> we didn't care about the colonies anyways. <laughs> Don't be such a 1776. <laughs> That's good though. How many British people do you think we made mad? The four that we have. Gosh, I, I hope they. I hope they all got mad at least at, at one of these. But I hope <laughs> but another I, I hope one it, also brought them around. And yeah, they were like say. you know, <laughs> maybe we should start we calling them that. Things, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe we are weird. Yes. It's funny, the it's funny that we still think that British people still dress like they did when we fought them. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last time we cared. We cut them off after that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's good. I like. I like. That's, uh, that's good. I, that's I, good. I hope. If you're if you're a Brit if you're a Briton right now, let me just hold on. Let me go what? ahead and tell you the the real answer to that last one was storm in a teacup. See, I saw very saying, dude. British. Come on, it doesn't make sense. Dude. But what was the what was the question? Um, an angry person. You overreact. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Storm in a teacup. Yep. <laughs> We're not that far off. But um, the four British people, five British people we have listed in right now. Tell go go to your British brothers, just the brothers, <laughs> one of the sisters, <laughs> just the brothers, and l- let them hear that. Show them that we can relate to the British way of life. Yeah. We're just like you. <laughs> we we say all the same. We've things. seen Harry Potter. <laughs> So. They're probably over there like, well, at least we can go to our schools without being shot. <laughs> <laughs> and get them, lads. <laughs> <laughs> 
But there you go, British people. To write us, tell us what y'all say. We, like, we're ignorant. We're over here across the pond. We don't know what we're talking about. But um, let's do a new segment. So this next segment, we have talked about it for a while. And speaking of being across the ponds, we're, we love football. We love our basketball. And big, big portions of those sports are the drafts. They're picking the people they're going to make their teams the best. And we want to do that here. Now, now we're not picking for sports. We're going to pick for various situations. So for this situation, for the draft, we're going to do a draft today. It's going to be, if you were on a plane that was getting hijacked, what three people would you go ahead and draft to help you get out of that situation? So um, let's start it up. Let's put, let's, put, let's put 10 on the clock. Welcome back to the draft. Good young players with the traps all about. Here and in, you're out. Welcome back to the draft. I've never seen anything like this. All right, Evan. First, you get first pick I get today. First pick. <clears throat> first pick. This is a tough load. I got I get three people from any time in history to help me unhijack this plane. Yeah, yeah. if that's a word, <laughs> unhijack's <laughs> a word <laughs> to keep this plane from getting to retake. Um, I think think starting off, I'm gonna have to go with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Hey, he's been good choice. He's been in so many action movies. Yeah, uh, you think he'd pick something up? Yeah, he's like, got to have some kind of knowledge, some kind of skill. <laughs> and if not, then he's just a big body to take bullets. That's right. <laughs> you know, That's right. I like how your first pick is hoping that he's picked up some action, <laughs> some some skills along his action movie career. Well, I mean, he's, he's a wrestler he too. To. Yeah. I mean, exactly. He was a wrestler, uh, local, you know. Yeah. So I think it's a good pick because you know it leaves me some fallback again. If if he doesn't know what he's doing, he's a shield. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He's just a big, just big meat shield. Yep. Yeah. All right. First pick. My first pick is going to be the classic prop comic carrot top. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting choice. Not a lot of people had him going second. <laughs> Not-, <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of people had him going second. My my pick is Carrot Top, and I I might be reaching a little bit in this draft. Some I might, might be reaching. Say, I think so. But um, here's here's the, here's why I'm going with Carrot Top. Pure distraction. Guy looks insane by himself. Yeah. But all of a sudden, he starts pulling out props for specific situations out of a bag. You're not looking away from him. No. It's gonna allow me to get behind these terrorist and maybe grab weapons or take them down so carrot top excellent choice i i'm going for something a little more defensive rather than offensive here he's okay. a dark horse for sure he's, <laughs> he's a dark horse I, and listen i think he's gonna do great on the uh, the old hijacker team I, I hope the best for you you picked a movie star <laughs> a big one though <laughs> all right alan your first pick First pick for me is going to be just a classic hero of America in general. Uh, he inspires people. Um, we're going to go with uh, General Stonewall Jackson. Oh. <laughs> uh, pre or post death? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to say pre death. Okay. okay. Just make he's alive. We want him alive. I think I think his best work was done uh, <laughs> pre death. <laughs> so you don't want just a body? No. <laughs> like no, a skeleton no, 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 body? No. Okay. <laughs> You know him. Uh, hopefully, he comes with this horse. You know, I, I want I want him in his peak battle form. So I'm going to say that comes with a horse. Yeah, you want course. the horse on the plane? Yeah, I mean it, it comes with him. You, you know? have to buy an extra seat for a horse. I don't think so. He stores under the under, under the plane with okay. the dogs. <laughs> so he had to go get the horse yeah, for the hijacking he situation. He does. He does have to do that. Okay. <laughs> But you know, I think he's a he's a uh, he was a natural leader of men, uh, strong. Never mind. You like him a little more now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I get it. I get it now. Plus, he has a really cool name. You just call him Stonewall. Stonewall. That's, yeah. You'll make the terrorists shake in their boots when you go. All right, Stonewall, let's do this. But yeah, you know, I, th- I think he could really rally the rest of the people there yeah. together. Yeah. He might even, uh, you know, give an impassioned speech, and maybe a terrorist gets on our side. Yeah, yeah that'd be, be good. Yeah. Very convincing. Stonewall yeah. Jackson. Bring him back to the good side, you know. Somehow better than Carrot Top. No, it's not the same reaction that I got Uh, for Carrot Top. Kind of an expected second. So, kind of fit the line. All right, Alan, your uh, second pick. We're going to do Snake here. Snake here. Going Snake Draft. What's your, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, the Sandman himself, Adam Sandler. (laughs) Now, what does Adam Sandler bring to a hijacking situation? Well, he brings his uh, highbrow humor. Yeah, yeah. No. It's not going to offend the hijackers. His low-hanging basketball shorts. Yes. <laughs> Might get caught up in the seats. Could be, yeah. you know. Seems like a hazard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's comfortable. He's loose. He's ready to attack yeah. when he needs to. One thing that people say about Adam is he's really not afraid to do anything. As seen by his uh, by his <laughs> film career, he will literally do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to ask him. You, you just have to ask him. 
Yeah. And I I think he's the kind of guy that would take one for the team. Yeah. Okay. In a in a terrorist <laughs> attack. You're planning on him to die. You're planning on him to not make it off the plane. I'm just saying it could happen. Okay. It's always a possibility Adam, in these type Ad, situations. Adam's down for anything. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I just think he's a solid choice. Yeah, absolutely. My second pick is going to be Forrest Gump. Tom Hanks or Forrest Gump? The character Forrest Gump. <laughs> so whether or not we decide that Tom Hanks is going to act as Forrest Gump or I actually find somebody that is Forrest Gump, it's going to be Forrest Gump. Sure. And here's why. Think about it. War hero, been through combat, has the autistic ability to hyper focus on something, and at that point he can hyper focus on the hijacking situation. He's not going to come off of that. And he had a successful shrimping business, which did, I think yeah. might play a part. He yeah. probably has nets. He just knows how to work a room, you know. Yeah, and he, he does. He certainly does. <laughs> you know, he could small talk. He could find one of those terrorists and just start small talking. Tell him about some chocolates. Yeah, I think all, all the talk he does is small talk. I don't yeah. think he does big talk. <laughs> it's, it's no big talk. No big talk with Forrest, but very fast. That we'll is. just, you know, yeah. get to the other side of the plane very quickly. Um, whether or not he stops is going to be an issue. I think, yeah. well, you know, it's a risk true. that I'm going to have to take. But the, he could continue running. But again, Forrest Gump is a guy who's going to follow orders. He's going to yeah, follow orders. You give, you give him an order, he's going he's gonna to carry out that task. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's somebody you want on your team. Yeah. yeah that's a good I mean, pick. Think about all the people he saved in Nam. He didn't save Bubba. He didn't save the one black guy that he was entrusted with, but he, was, he saved the rest of them. Lieutenant Dan came out all right. Lieutenant yeah. Dan, he came out half a man he was. Sure, yeah. yeah. In, a, in a hijacking situation, if I come out as half the man I was, rather than just completely dead, it's a W for me. Sure, all right, your uh, second pick. My second pick. So I've already got the rock. Following that up, I'm going to have to go with NBA legend Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> He's small, but nimble and quick. Therefore, he can maneuver underneath the seats, the aisles, really get around the eyes of the terrorists and, you know, try to get this plane back um, while The Rock is up distracting, doing whatever it is he does <laughs> the as, rock, dude. As, a, as a large man. Just be a good-looking dude. Yeah. <laughs> just just being just just charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is one of the most well-known people on Earth, so... Just having him on the plane, the terrorists are going to be like, is that the is rock? That, is that Dwayne Johnson? Dwayne the rock Johnson. I'm going to take pictures with him. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. it'll allow the red, it'll, it'll allow, allow Muggsy to, you know, sneak his way around. <laughs> sneak about. Yeah. Maybe find his way into the cockpit, retake the plane. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a solid wow. pick. So what's your third pick then? So this is, this is the last person you're picking and you have your full team. So pick wisely. I've got the big and beefy. Got the human meat shield. I've got the small and evasive. I think the only thing missing would be kind of like a brains brains over brawn situation. Yeah, you need somebody playing everything. So I think I'm taking Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Not very mobile. Doesn't have to be. He's the brains. Um, so he's gonna be in the back of the plane at the at the handicap. He's gonna be. He's not gonna be able up. to see much. Yeah, he's gonna post up, typing away. Take him down. Take him down. <laughs> when when defeat them. <laughs> robotically computerized voicing his thoughts and propositions of how to best retake the plane and really directing Muggsy and The Rock and myself um, on the best way to best strategy to retake the plane. I think I think Stevie Hawkins good. Like you need that brain. So I think I mean overall I have the brains, I have the brawn, I have I have a sneaky person to get around. <laughs> The plane, yeah, and really uh, get done what we need to get done. I'm interested to see y'all's y'all's number threes. The the brain was a good choice. I, I didn't. I should have picked that, but I mean, my pick is in. So here's my third pick. You know what good is a intense situation that you're inevitably going to overcome and win if you don't have somebody taking good notes. That's why my third pick is going to be Anne Frank. She's been in tough situations. She's taking good notes in those situations. Very famous for her diary. So what? I, I'm going to have Anne Frank back there just jotting down all the heroic stuff we do on that plane. Because what good is it if you don't have the fame after the fact, once you overtake it, you know? Now, can I, I hate to even bring it up, but isn't she most famous for hiding? She is purely there to annotate. She's good at hiding. She's not going to get in the way. She's just taking meeting minutes. She, yeah. <laughs> She's basically a court court reporter. <laughs> She's just in there. Little stenographer. Yeah. She's just in there just taking notes, quoting all the heroic things that I say, you know, me stepping one foot up on a, you know, knee up on a chair yeah, and saying yeah. something very elegant and powerful to Forrest Gump and Carrot Top. <laughs> 
pick. No, I would like to see her notes after that and like her, you know, it, her retelling of it. Because it's kind of like as the hijackers are walking past whatever little cubby she's tucked away in. He's like, the Gestapo almost <laughs> found us. <laughs> Hopefully she realizes it's a different situation. She doesn't. I mean, well, you lived it once. You lived it a thousand times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But um, I listen. I picked Anne Frank. She's not going to do anything very pro- proactive or productive. But I'm very confident in my first two picks. That um, I just need somebody to write down what the rest of us do. That's that's necessary. You need I'm, confidence in your team. Yeah, I'm so very confident. Good. All right, Alan. Last pick. This is your team. So I think the only thing that my team is is missing right now. I mean, we've got the we've got the strong, powerful leader. We've got the essentially the distraction in Adam Sandler. What we need is a small person to really get up there, sneak up to the front of the plane, hmm. take it over. Yeah. And that's gonna be Beaker for the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> We're dealing with somebody who is just the and perfect it, size. And for he's that. a scientist. He's a scientist. He already kind of you know, general science, you know, he knows he that would, kind yeah. of stuff. I'm yeah. sure you learn about planes in general science, <laughs> yeah. you know? Small perfectly shaped he's he's compact yeah compact it's great you don't have to buy a ticket for beaker like i pack him in my bag you know he's 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 already there he's he's financially it's fiscally responsible to choose beaker for my you have to pay for another seat right right. it makes it good now i know we have all lived in out in this kind of world where like fake characters are real now in your case, is Beaker real, or does a man come along with him that plays him as the puppet? Is Jim Henson, <laughs> yeah, puppeting? You, is Jim Henson kind of attached to this choice? This is this is kind of a kind of a two birds with one stone situation. Gotcha. Because not only do I get Beaker, but I also get Jim Henson pre-death. <laughs> You're really caught with up me. on that. Pre- <laughs> with, <laughs> with, 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 yeah, I'm just specifying. As well, I didn't realize it was going to be such an issue, but uh, <laughs> I think all of you guys chose living, living. Uh, and Frank's not living. Oh, and Frank, yeah, Oof. she's not living. Ugh. But no, yeah, I get, uh, I get, I, I get Jim Henson. Uh, so it's just Jim Henson fiddling around in a control panel with a puppet. He knows everything that Beaker's supposed to know. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you know Beaker's not a big guy, so if he's like, "Hey, Jim, pull that lever," Jim can just kind of reach over, yeah. and do it. <laughs> now, Jim is actually his own sentient being as well, or is he only there to puppet Beaker? So, so Beaker, Beaker is the, the sentient floor. being. Jim is Jim is just the the body that gets Beaker where he needs to okay, go. Gotcha. He's, a, he's a tool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's a... Think of Beaker as like the, the parasite, I guess. <laughs> it's taken control yeah. of, of Jim. Yeah, Jim is inside Beaker. It's a unique uh, <laughs> relationship. I'll give you that. Okay, okay. <laughs> there you go. That's all our teams. So let's, let's do a game. We're going to vote who gets off the plane alive, but you can't vote for yourself. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're voting between the other two people. So okay. Evan, go ahead and... Between me and Alan, who do you think... Will win. I have Carrot Top, Forrest Gump, and Frank. Alan has Stonewall Jackson, Adam the Sandman, Sandler, and Beaker from the Muppets. Now that's a tough team, tough, t- tough, tough choice between those two teams. Because you got you got Stonewall. That's kind of pulling you on for me. Yeah. But he's got Carrot Top. I just got to say, Alan's got the star power here. He's got Stonewall. He's got Beaker. He's got Adam Sandler. Um, that's gonna be hard to beat. So I think I'm gonna have to go with Alan here. Alan's getting off the plane. Yeah. I think I, I think if you're going comedian versus comedian, I think Adam Sandler beats Carrot Top every I think time. He does. I think he does. That's tough. It might be true, though. Well, that's disappointing. That's disappointing that I might not be making it off the plane. It, it hurts to hear, I'm sure. But Carrot Top's going to be a loss to this world. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a great story written about it from the diary. Yeah, we'll tell Anne Frank to toss it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Don't let those pages burn. <laughs> Right, oh man! Zach, between me and Alan, so I know Alan's with Stonewall, uh, Adam Sandler, and Beaker with Henson. Um, and you had Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Dwayne Johnson, Muggsy Bogues, Muggsy, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking's the thing that's going to do it for me. I think the brain power alone is going to yeah. put you over the top. You could plug that baby into the the mainframe. The mainframe, <laughs> yeah. He could, he could hijack. He's that probably plane got right a back. USB port somewhere. <laughs> So to sum it up, you have a big beefy man, a very sneaky athlete, and probably one of the smartest people that ever existed. Alan has a racist, somebody that probably should Whoa. wear <laughs> smaller shorts. <laughs> <laughs> And then a guy that pr- ha- likes having his hand up a, a puppet's butt. I'm going to say Evan. I'm going to give Evan the lean here. I think Stephen Hawking, I think the brain power alone is going to put you over the edge there. Yeah. So I think I think you're going to get out alive. I'm going to have to also give it to Evan. Yeah. yeah. It's it's hard not to go um, with Evan. But I wanted, I do want to bring to light, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has had a lot of experience in high-pressure crash situations um, as far as the movies he's been a part of. 
So I'm thinking he's probably taken taken some some knowledge he's learned on the sets, and he might be able to might be able to help uh, help out more than you would think. I agree. So there you go, Evan. You're the winner. You're the winner of the first draft. The first. A Whoop. questionable detour draft uh, with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Muggsy, and Stephen Hawking. <laughs> a, I would see that action movie. Formidable yeah. crew right yeah. there. Just give a quick speech. Um, yeah, yeah, go I ahead. know this is the first. Sure. Uh, won't be the last. Sure. First, I want to say thank you to not only God, but Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll be back. This is not a one-time thing. Not uh, one-off. I'll, I'll win I'll win pretty much all of these. If only you were that. there in 2001. If... <laughs> If only me, Dwayne, Steven, and Muggsy were on that plane in 2001. Oh, things would be different. There would be one less plane in the tower. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, man. Well, there you go. The first questionable detour draft. There'll be, there'll be more. There'll be more. Let us know also if you have any draft suggestions. Oh, and yeah. And tell us who you thought won. You know? Don't let us be the only judges here. Tell us who you thought won. All right, guys. That's, that's it. That's all our stuff. You want to, Evan, you want to give them a one-liner wisdom? If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> it's one line. Hey, somebody got away with that. So that was the basis for almost a whole court. Yeah, case. yeah. A murder case. <laughs> yeah, a murder case. Somebody got away with that one yeah. line wisdom. All right, Alan, one liner wisdom. What is it? Don't ever try to monitor a computer using a computer monitor. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it makes so much it sense. It makes so much. How can you say something so brave yet so? And I know I'm going to get edgy. flack for this. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm going to get flack for that. But come for me. Yeah, come. I don't care. Well, where else can you go for that kind of wisdom? QD. QD. Only. You know, if you have a hypothetical you want us to do, like James P today, if you want us to give you advice for whatever difficult situation you're in, we can do that. Email us at questionabledetourpodcast at gmail dot com. But uh, that's it. You want to be done? Yep. Let's get it. Little, 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 little,